Apple is one of the first major tech companies to warn about the impact of the coronavirus. But how did it actually do? I'm Roger Chang, and this is your Daily Charge. With me is CNET's Apple reporter, Ian Schur. Ian, thanks for joining me. Uh, thanks for having me. So back in February, Apple warned about the potential impact to sales and the supply chain because of the coronavirus. And, and at that time, it was you know still largely a China problem. Uh, it's obviously very different now. Uh, and Apple reported its earnings yesterday. How, so how did it do, Ian? It did, I think, safe to say, better than people expected. Uh, a lot of it actually came from not the iPhone. So iPhone sales fell about 7%, um, but its services and wearables jumped. And I mean, really jumped. It, they had some of the best sales they've ever seen. Um, its services jumped 16.5%, uh, wearables 22.5%. And you have to keep in mind here, these are not tiny portions of the company. These are bits of the company that if you broke them out would be pretty competitive companies on Wall Street in their own right. Right. And here they're growing really fast. And Apple said that part of that is that obviously with people stuck at home, they're really interested in what uh, Apple TV Plus and Apple Arcade have to offer. We've been writing on CNET about how uh, the gaming world has gotten a lot of uptick from all this. And uh, it's safe to assume that as everyone's worried about their health increasingly, that they're turning to stuff like the Apple Watch, which Tim Cook said during our uh, the conference call, the CEO of Apple, he said uh, that it is something they are looking to push even further. And he said that the door was already open on the health stuff, and they've certainly talked about it a lot, uh, including a story we just recently had about how the Apple Watch saved people's lives. But now... So I, it's very interesting phenomenon there, because uh, at least for my in my lockdown state, like I've stopped using my Apple Watch. I don't yeah. wear it at all. I, I feel no need to. I've got clocks everywhere. I don't I don't want to record how little I walk, because it's frankly depressing. <laughs> um, so like... I actually like that's what that, that's one bit I'm surprised by. Like I, I I would be yeah I wouldn't be surprised if AirPod sales did really well. Um, you know, like having a bit of privacy for video conferencing and music playing that's that's all important. But uh, it's kind of surprising to me that Apple Watch would be a strong seller at this point because the you know it's it's a health it's a it's a health item. It's supposed to record your steps and your activity. For a lot of folks who are stuck at home, there's not a lot of activity we're doing. It's fair. I will point out that I have a number of friends who are marathon types. Uh, I am not a marathon type. My my bumper sticker says 0, 0.0. But uh, for the marathon types, you know, they are still running, right? They're just doing a social distancing. So for a lot of people, this has actually been an impetus for more workout stuff. And I've seen a lot of friends on Facebook also post about how they're getting involved in like group yoga through Zoom and all that type of stuff. So um, while you and I as uh, really exhausted parents may not be doing as much workout <laughs> stuff, um, I, and I agree with you, I I really am depressed by how often my Apple Watch tells me how much I suck. But um, that's I mean, that's why I stopped looking at it. <laughs> but I, that's the easy way to stop getting depressed. Yes, exactly. <laughs> that's the answer always. But the but I think a lot of people are going into this. Also, keep in mind. Um, so, you know, to share a little bit, I had a scare where it was possible that I had coronavirus 
And during the time that I was isolated, the doctors told me you have to have a very low tolerance for calling 911 to go to the hospital. Like if you feel out of it at all for any reason, you need to call and go because it might be very important. And I kept wearing my Apple Watch even though I was literally moving like 500 steps a day because I thought to myself, well, gosh, if I suddenly pass out on the floor, at least my Apple Watch is going to call someone and, and save me. So, you know, th there's there's an aspect to the Apple Watch I think people uh, miss, uh, they underestimate that will be very interesting to see going forward. And that's the, the, the kind of protective health parts of it, not just the, uh, working out and being a marathoner, which, uh, neither of us are. Yeah. And going back to the circling back to sort of the service side of things, um, that's a lot less surprising to me, right? If folks tuning into things like Apple TV plus Apple arcade, um, you know, purchasing more apps that, that must've been, I mean, if, Folks sit, sit at home and have little to do, although, as you mentioned, us exhausted parents <laughs> probably don't have that perspective. But with folks looking to things to do, new TV, new games, uh, apps, uh, that, that all, I imagine, was hugely beneficial for Apple. Yeah, I think so. And the real question will be what it looks like next year, right? Or whenever this thing is over. I mean, now there's a study that says it'll be two years from now. But, you know, the thing is that the the one thing that a lot of people may miss in, you know, the nuance being that Apple Arcade and Apple TV Plus have only been around for a few months. Right? They launched in the fall of last year. So we don't even have year over year compares to go against yet. So I am curious to see what this turns into, but it's very clear that, you know, a lot of people who were questioning, well, is anyone even signing up for Apple Arcade? Is anyone signing up for Apple TV Plus? Uh, are they going to pay past the initial, you know, free stage that you get? Well, it seems from Apple's data that, um, you know, they are, although it's worth noting the company never breaks out specifically. So we don't know for sure. Yeah, yeah. It could very well be that they're signing up for Apple Music or paying up for iCloud. I mean, there's there's a number of different businesses in that. Yeah, and it's all kind of hidden there. So we're we're really kind of making some assumptions there in that, you know, Apple Arcade and Apple TV Plus are actually doing, you know, better than we first expected. Uh, but they are informed in assumptions because the company was talking about them a lot. Right. And made no mention of iCloud uh, storage and how people run out of their photos during this whole thing. So, you know, if uh, if it turns out that we are wrong from our assumptions, part of it is from Apple actually trying to point our direction gotcha. there while they're talking on the call. So, you know, what do you say? <laughs> right. And, and Apple's earnings sort of capped off a pretty busy week of earnings in general, right? We had Amazon, Facebook, Google, Twitter, all posting earnings this week and you know some of the missed expectations but the bottom line i think is you know these companies are still doing relatively well uh in this this age of coronavirus right they are and in fact they are in some cases growing pretty well right they're still pulling in massive profits right i'd like to have their problems and it, it's really fascinating to watch i mean facebook is probably the best example where it continues to just take over the internet in a lot of ways. Um, they said that they notched 3 billion people who now use the Facebook app, WhatsApp, and Instagram. That's mind-blowing. I mean, that's 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 nearly half the planet. And, uh, you know, we're starting to see that even the devices that we used to think kind of Facebook was silly for, like their Oculus Quest virtual reality headset, which nerds like me love, but most people uh, probably haven't even heard of yet, uh, it sold more than they could even make. 
and the Facebook portal video chat device, which uh, Queenie Wong, one of our social reporters, wrote about how that has become huge among the senior community. So this is just something that continues to grow for them. And it's one of the messages we got over and over throughout this entire cycle is that these smaller businesses that a lot of us kind of you know, dismissed or didn't look at as much because they weren't the iPhone or whatever are actually the parts of the business that really grew this time. I mean, even Google, right? Everyone thinks about search ads when they look at Google, but the real star of the show during this quarter was YouTube, which is not a tiny website. It's like, what, it's the second largest website on the planet. But um, it was really the standout for them this uh, quarter, which uh, makes sense. We're all bored and we're all, we want to be entertained and YouTube has a ton of that. But it, it says something, I think, about how they've been able to grow past their their what they used to rely on. Yeah, it's interesting to me as the you know as we've grown more reliant, it feels like these companies are also taking this as an opportunity to kind of um, clean up or, or rebuild their reputation in a bit. I mean, we talked about Apple and Google, you know, partnering up for a contact tracing app. Um, Amazon, you know, in its press release, really made it up. That they kind of put up top on their press, their earnings press release, like all the things they're helping us consumers out on, and, and how they're increasing the safety measures for their employees. Really, kind of addressing some of the concerns that have been lobbied against them or lobbied against them recently. Um, I don't know if you can talk a little bit about that. Just the, it seems like this is for them an opportunity to kind of rehabilitate their their image, which has taken a hit over the last couple of years. It has been a really tough couple of years, right? I, I, I've written uh, more than a couple of times now about how the honeymoon between the tech industry and uh, Washington, D.C. was over and how lawmakers were really upset with all the privacy problems and all of the misinformation, disinformation that happened during the 2016 campaign and all of these things that seemed to just kind of add up to tech had gotten bigger than its britches and it was becoming a problem. And it looked like regulations were coming down and that it was going to be a tough couple of years ahead for the tech industry. And now we've all become so reliant on tech that a lot of that's kind of changed, right? We suddenly are like, oh my God, thank God for the video chat, even though a lot of us are exhausted by it now. I mean, it's made us being able to work and that that it says something. And all these tools that they said would change our lives are actually starting to change our lives a little bit. And that's that'll, that has allowed them to say, you know, here's all the good stuff we do. This is how we're helping you through all of this. And as you mentioned, Google and Apple doing this contact tracing thing, you know, the the fact that they're going to be able to help possibly us reintegrate into society again and identify when someone is sick that you may have been exposed. I mean, that is it's crazy a that they're doing that, but then that they're doing this and by just those two companies together are able to serve like nearly half the planet. And it's like, oh, my gosh, these companies are enormous and they're able to do a lot. But they're also trying to make sure that we feel like it's being done with privacy focus, that it's opt in instead of opt out. So that way I choose to be a part of it versus having to figure out how to turn it off. And also that they're going to dismantle it when it's all over, which is kind of their way of saying, you know, look, we're building this for when we need to do the thing, just kind of like when, you know, Batman in the Dark Knight went after the Joker and then dismantle <laughs> it when it's over. Sure. There's our nerd moment. Um, you know, they're, they're going to make sure that, you know, we feel like they're not going to use this for surveillance going forward, which I think in a lot of ways is them acknowledging that we don't trust them otherwise. And we're trusting them now, but they need to keep that trust going forward they can't assume it like they have in the past definitely and look right now 
with all the problems going on, folks are a lot less worried about privacy. They're a lot less worried about the power of tech. I think most people are just worried about where their next paycheck is coming from, whether or not they're going to stay healthy. Um, we've definitely had a big recalibration of priorities right now. All right, so that wraps things up. You can check out Ian's story on CNET.com. If you have any questions, leave us a voicemail at 862-250-5713. For The Daily Charge, I'm Roger Chang. Thanks for listening.